fun. chestnut i am liam allen with my friend morris sex how you doing mb i'm hanging in i'm hanging in it's good this is this is one this is one of those weeks <laughs> you know um before we get into my litany of complaints did you watch the women's finals yesterday at wimbledon oh please no like I have time, to, like I have time for to sit down and casually watch women play tennis at Wimbledon, please. Well, it's not like you do it every day. I mean, no, it's, no, no, it's... no, 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 no. All right. Well, the reason I bring it up is like this unseated player beats the, um, you know, the favorite, the Belarusian from Belarus. I don't, I don't. Like I had the sound off, so I don't even know what their names are. But they have this whole presentation ceremony, and you can tell it was a tremendous upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the torture this poor woman who lost had to go through. So she's got to stand there. It had to be half an hour while everyone's applauding, you know? Yeah. And, and then just, just, the final nail in the coffin. She gets to watch the winner do a victory lap. Good. With the uh, 
with the championship trophy. So um, if she can come back from that, I'll, you know, I mean, but to be honest with you, you know, it's not like missing led to like 46 seconds. Let's no. be honest. No. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so uh, I the reason I had a tough week is I think I got the COVID. No way. And well, but see here, this is, hang on. You sent me a link saying that the COVID was designed so it wouldn't infect the Jews. Is that right? I did. Well, so either I'm not Jewish and I've got the 23 and me to prove it or and what and what was the name of the guy that said that? Um, I don't know. His, his grandfather was a big shot in Chicago, though. I think so. Wait, 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 wait. Was it a guy named Kennedy? <laughs> no, was it a guy named Kennedy? Was Kennedy? Yes, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Okay. Well, that's a a family with a little history, okay. starting out with uh, Joe Kennedy. Um, your families cross over. Did your families cross over in the old neighborhood potentially? <laughs> the old neighborhood. The old, the old neighborhood. Yeah, you know that's so far out of reach. First of all, the German Jews wouldn't let us Lithuanian Jews in the neighborhood. So you think the Goyim are gonna? <laughs> but you know the the Kennedy clan. It's an interesting story because, you know, Joe was a bootlegger. Alleged. I, I think. And, and by the way, legal um, wanted me to start out by saying today's podcast is based upon a true story. <laughs> That's very good. Good job. Thank you to the fellas over um, at Wachtell and whoever. <laughs> so. Um, so Joe Kennedy was a criminal and a stock manipulator. Okay, yes. then rumored, rumored to have bought the election for his son in Illinois to become president. No. Rumored, rumored, rumored. No. Then, Not as Illinois. president, he rapes the intern. Now, there's a whole book on that one. I know. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. You know, and at that point, I actually got to give William Jefferson Clinton a little hat tip because at least his situation was consensual. <laughs> Discreet. Discreet. Okay. But but wait, there's more. Then you had Teddy Kennedy oh, drives the car drives the car off the fucking bridge. You stole you stole I thought you were gonna leave Teddy out of it and I was gonna I was gonna bring no. Teddy into the fold. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. But it wasn't there my voice is going up because I'm just getting such a kick out of this. Wasn't there another generation where like there was a pool party or something? And I stopped. That... Cracking it. My my mother used to follow the Kennedys. And once it became embarrassing, I would, I would ask clever questions like that and, and I would get surly looks and you watch your mouth. Little oh, 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 how Irish, well, I, Dude, I, Irish I, Catholics, they got a thing for the Kennedys. They, I, I mean, it was like cultural. Well, Thing which way? What's that? When you, they got a thing, you mean like they love oh, they, them? Yeah, they adore them. Yeah, they adore them. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I, this is just the this is just the way that you are brought up in an Irish Catholic household. I got it. Okay. I got it. Blah blah blah. And Jackie O, they all have a thing for Jackie O. They all love Jackie because she's you know the woman that stood by his you know his philandering ways all those years. But yeah, yeah. one of the well Irish Catholic. But but again, I. I've read the stories about his father yeah. in, in Chicago, you know, before him. And you, yeah, you dig around. It's a different story. So now so, here with, our, with the, with the offspring. Okay. So first of all, apologize to your mom. Okay. I know. Sorry. Doesn't fix the lamp. Right. But yeah. I gotta be honest with you. Facts is facts. Of course, of um, course. I call and, <laughs> and just to put the final uh, nail, I, I, actually, this will be the second nail. Um, 
if you want to have some fun, if you're an anti-Kennedyer, read the biography of FDR because FDR hated him and he humiliated Kennedy for years. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I, there's things I think I remember, but I don't want to say them because if I'm wrong, then I'll sound like, like yeah. a jerk. But I think they were like, so redonk, like you're shaking your head. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I'm a big FDR guy. I'm a big FDR guy. I've been to Hyde Park up there on the Hudson. Um, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. You want to yeah. read some bios. FDR. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, well, so um, first of all, congratulations again on your um, producer of the year award. We, we had a celebratory dinner in Greenwich. Um which reminds me, um, so remember we had that uh, Friends of Ibwak dinner um, yep. at the strip house recommended by uh, Leslie? Um, I'm thinking, looking at my schedule, maybe October, because who wants to eat a steak in J July unless you're at a barbecue, right? And and I think um, I think I'll try to find a way through marketing to see if we can get Anthony Peters to join. The only problem with that is th it's a fixed number. So unfortunately, Kevin Muir is getting the boot. I I I just you know the fact I got to pay for his newsletter. I, you know, I'm sorry. That's just, you know, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So, but at that dinner, you remember that it's, it's an iconic New York steakhouse. And at that dinner, I hope I remember this correctly. You met my former colleague, Peter McGarry. Oh, he's one of the most handsome men I've ever seen. How could you forget him? <laughs> Looks like a rock star, right? So he's one of the handful of former colleagues I, I keep in touch with. In fact, uh, I actually made a trip to Switzerland um, with to see him. He brought his kids, and we're staring at the Matterhorn. And um, we're like, why don't we should climb that? So... Guys. <laughs> So uh, let me come back to that. But uh, so I, I get this. I'm going back to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because he personally blessed me with some fantastic stories about you and him and the Matterhorn. <laughs> so if you want to go back, we'll go back. We'll go back. But I, I, I want to tell you how I got the Peter McGarry. Sure. So um, when E.G. and Rob started 515 Capital Management, um, you know, I didn't want to work at that point and, but it seemed important to keep the team cohesive that I, I stick around I and I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, I didn't own any, I, I didn't have an equity interest in it. I loaned the money to Robert E.G., but unlike 99.9% .9 of the guys on Wall Street, I, I wanted them to fly on their own. You know, I wanted them to succeed and, and not have somebody say, well, you were just on somebody's coattails. So I loaned them the money at a usurious rate. They very quickly paid me back and, uh, and off we went. But so we're building out this team and there's, this hot shit swaps trader from, I think, Bank Paribas. And it's this kid, Peter McGeary. And, uh, you know, very, I'm mean, like all you Irish, you're just likable people, right? I, I don't know. I, I wish I could say that about the Jews. <laughs> but so anyway, Peter comes, Peter comes to, um, 
Peter comes to work with us and everyone else had worked together, right? So this is a new guy bringing into the fold. And Robbie and E.G. asked if Peter could sit next to me. And um, I sort of keep an eye on him. You know, new guy, not not getting his way or fuck up his shit. But, you know, when, you, when you're in a trading room, there's a lot of collaboration that goes on. And, and the thought is, Rob and E.G. are busy trading. Mm-hmm. My job at that point um, was chief risk officer. And so it was really a pretty good role because, you know, he's an easy guy to talk to. I'm an easy guy to talk to, that, that sort of thing. Um, so one day he uh, he tells me he bought some gold options. And I go, oh, that's cool. You think, you think gold's going up? He said, yeah. And I said, well, what sort of head start? Like, is there something you know? Is there is there a reason, like, more than just you think it's going up? Because if you're doing, like, a relative value trade, mm-hmm. there's reasons. And the way we would structure our trades weren't infinite time-wise. There was always a... Um, I don't want to say a closing point, but there was a an event which would force the values to come into Got it. Uh, you know the proper pricing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't remember whether he uh, kept them, whether he made or lost money, but I do personally see the irony in me telling him, "What are you doing buying gold calls?" And then I spend three years. And and so anyway, uh, you're never you're never too old. Yeah, you're never too old to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Matterhorn. Okay, so um, when I turned forty, Cheryl put together a trip. It was me, my brother, Leslie my friend who's since deceased Rex. And I hope I don't forget anybody, but we go out to Jackson hall. Mm-hmm. We get Exum mountain guides and they, they take us through the drill and summer or winter, winter or summer, summer, summertime. Okay. Yeah. If we have time, we can, I got a whole Jackson hole winter thing for you. I know. But, but keep an eye on that. Um, so we do this um, Exum climbing course. And not for a minute am I going to claim I have a knack for this, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I really like it. And uh, so... Let's back up, back up. When you say climbing... No, we're not talking hiking. All right. All right let's no, start- no, no. We're technical rock climbing. Okay, so you're at what? What elevation? Jackson Hole is at what? Eight thousand? Is it up at seven thousand feet? Are you already you're already up pretty high, right? Well, L, there's a term called LD fifty. Okay. Okay. So basically, if you fall from fifty feet and hit the ground, yeah, your chance of living is fifty fifty. All right. Can I, so, I don't want to get up, get, before we leave the ground. All right. So you're yeah. at so Jackson Hole's at sixty three hundred feet. So you. Okay. Fly in and you land at 6,300 feet. You're up in the mountains. All right. Yeah. Now, walk me. You wake up in the morning, you go from, from your luxury hotel. How right. are you to, the, to where you're to the climbing spot? You got to hike? Can okay. No, 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 no. No, this is, remember, this is a 40th birthday party. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. I just, I just so, logistics. yeah. So you get up, you drive over to, I think, Jenny Lake Lodge. Okay. Or, or Jenny Lake. You take a boat across Jenny Lake okay. and then you meet your guides there. Nice. And it's it's two days of training yeah. where they 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 teach you 
they teach you enough that you'll have a good time. And the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a bloody knee, a scratch your knee. So So, um, as the years went on, I, I did more and more of this with my climbing partner, Marty. And I would say for a number of years on Thursdays, I would drive up to New Paltz. Mm-hmm. I would park in the rock and snow parking lot. I would go to the payphone. This is how long we're talking. Okay. And I'd call the office and I would see what was going on. Payphone. Um, yeah. Much to my chagrin, I got so predictable that I was going to be going on Thursdays. One of my guys stopped coming to work on Thursdays. And you know, For a it's, while, huh? Nobody wanted to be the bad guy, but then um, one person made sort of a caustic comment, and I pulled on the thread, mm-hmm. and and so I took this guy who I had known since he was eighteen, mm-hmm. and I said, I, "Are you not coming in on Thursdays?" He says, "Yeah." I'm not coming out on Thursdays. I said, okay, you're discharged. Yep. Because I, I couldn't show my face on the once I knew, right? Everybody knew I didn't know. Yep. But once I knew, I so I had had to shoot him. So mm-hmm. um anyway, I get to be like like most things in my life, I get to a certain level, which is okay, but I never get to be really good at anything and i get let me stop you before because you've you've already gone up the wall i i I still cannot marry we're gonna go for like a 40th birthday hike okay like this is no 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 it was a birthday party uh, climbing okay okay so you're going climbing but you've never been on a rope you've never been on a harness you could go into that cold walk out of the office on on third avenue and then fly out and and buckle in and go up the wall one asterisk is in Stanford, there was a climbing wall called Go Vertical. Okay. I went there three times. Amazing. Okay. And by the way, I'm very dogmatic about my my climbing. To me, indoor climbing, I, I don't know. That's like bouncy castle. Yeah. I, I, I just don't, you know. It's like, I mean, it's like riding the trainer and then I'm going to go ride the tour. It's different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's worse. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm tired. Lower me. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, I had three one hour sessions at, um, go vertical in Stanford, which mm-hmm. is now like a whole foods market or something like that. Right. So, Perfect. and okay. So we, we get up in the morning and we take the boat and we get trained and it's you know the funny thing about climbing is the the risks are very very low and the it really comes down to if you just pay attention and pay attention to your partner something there has to be a fluke for you to get hurt. Okay. The bolt, the bolt can come out though, right? The bolt. But no, no the, the bolt, these oh. things are rated like the rope. Yeah. I think the rope could tow a school bus. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're dynamic, but I'm... it's a, it's like a $400 rope. It's technology. It's and and all of these things are, Rated by Newtons of of stress, so they, I get this the, is I get to the bottom and I and I'm no rating, no thousand dollar rope is is making me feel better. I'm not. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But Deluco and Alex Wheel went up there with me, and um, three of my. Of my kids, but they're trying. They're trying to impress you. They didn't want to say no. Okay, I'm on the record. They didn't want to say no. I'm going to say no. Thank you. I'm terrified of that. My body says don't do that. <laughs> so, so, um, you've met my friend Travis, 
at the tequila celebrations in my house. Well, he's Swiss. I mean, by, by, you know, heredity, he's not from Switzerland. And he's an outdoor guy. Like he likes to backpack and stuff like that. So I talk him into learning how to rock, rock climb. Another one that didn't want to say no. Yeah. So we make a bunch of trip ups to the gunks. And understandably, he's a little anxious, but he, he picks it up. And as I said before, we're not, you know, 5'10 climbers. We're, you know, like 5'8. At the gunks, 5'8's hard. But if you go out west, 5'8's not, not very much. Anyway, we... We do all these climbs, and um, I wanted to do a big wall climb, you know, where you're climbing, I don't know, a couple thousand feet. And so uh, my climbing partner recommends we go out to Las Vegas and do this route called Solar Slabs and Johnny Vegas. I don't know how many feet it is. I think it's 12 or 13 pitches and the rope is like a couple hundred meters. Um, Anyway, car to car, car door to car door, it's 12 hours. So it's me, Marty, Travis, and and now as you've alluded to, at some point you get high enough, you look down and you realize, you know, it's, it it's it's daunting. Yeah, the so make my stomach turn of you like a bug on a wall looking up. Yeah, your orange yeah. helmet on like everything's hunky dory. Yeah. I know it is. It it, it 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 is. And and so we're halfway up this Johnny Vegas solar slab. And by the way, you can Google this stuff. I'm looking and, at and it. Right. I'm looking at it right. Okay. Wow, dude, I'm struggling to listen to you because I'm looking at it. Dude, climbing time, three to five hours, sun exposure, sun. Like, I haven't even, like, all these things. Good. Yeah, yeah. So tell them the best part. So we get about halfway up the climb, and I'm accustomed to this. You know, it's not like I've I've bought into the notion that the gear works. Because it does. Mm -hmm. I've got a perfectly tied figure eight. My buckle is double back. You know, my partner has got me on the lay, the whole thing. But what happens is when you have multiple people, there's a lead climber. Mm -hmm. And as he goes up, he, he puts in protection. And once the protection's in, he ties an anchor. And then the next climber goes and until you all reach the anchor. And then that's the end of, let's say, the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know how far off the deck we are. Let's just say like 500 feet. And I look around and it's breathtaking. It's it's just one of those like, you know, why do you do this? It's because... so. Meanwhile, Travis, I say to Travis, geez, isn't this beautiful? And I look at him and he is laser eyed onto that anchor. <laughs> feeling, dude. Oh, I, I I I just kept saying to him, you'll be okay. No, no, and no, no. so now anytime something goes wrong in my life, yeah, he says you'll be okay. Anyway, so Peter and I decide we're going to do the Matterhorn because from what I we had read, it wasn't highly technical. It was a lot of scrambling, but there, there was legitimate rock climbing where if you fucked up, you would die. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Friday we got there, two British climbers died. They got caught. And they froze to death. So 
Um, I didn't mention that to Cheryl. Sure. Uh, I figured I'd wait either. Yeah. I wouldn't make it. Or when I got home, I could tell her. Yeah. But uh, there was no point. So, so um, anyway, uh, the way you climb this thing, they got they got it hooked up where there's these Swiss guides. So everybody's got to take a Swiss guide. And I'm with Marty um, and um, we're rock climbers. We're not, I'm not a mountaineer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we start going up and you have to get to a certain point by a certain time, otherwise you won't get down. And that's what happened to the two British climbers and why, and why they died. So anyway, we're working our way up. And because we're technical rock climbers, the caution is for real. This is the part of the story that I, I'll, I'll never forgive myself for because I didn't realize exactly what I was getting into. And so uh, what I see what's happening is these Swiss guides, there's no protection. There's no, there's no caution. They're, they're, they just want to get up and down get their tip, get their beer. Yeah. And I had assured, I had assured Travis's, Travis and his wife, Katie, perfectly safe. Because I've done all these climbs, right? And um, I'm, I'm seeing this thing unfold before my very eyes. And I'm like, I, when we got done and I thought about what I had done, in terms of putting my friends at risk, I was physically ill. Yeah, I was. I, I was was physically ill. So, anyway, um, I'm trying to think exactly how um, uh, I got to this. So, you know, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. I I think we had a good call on the two year note. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how many basis points it's rallied. But let's say 50. Mm -hmm. It's at least 50. But anyway, um, so I get a note from Peter making fun of me about earning my carry on my little two-year note. Of course, not giving me credit for the 50 basis point of capital appreciation. Mm -hmm. But then the guy's got the balls to ask a favor. So he started this thing, and the truth is it's actually pretty good. What they do is they have a contest for, I think, high school and college students to come up with a sort of a invention to be more economical or save the planet or whatever. And it's gotten great reviews, and, and it's all because uh, – Peter had put the work in and funded it and, and the whole thing. And so the ask was, um, they're looking for volunteers. And so I put the, I put the, uh, the link to Peter's page on our website. Um, I, I think what Peter misunderstands is he's got the wrong cohort. Because the, the, these are Wall Street guys listening. They're not. They're not volunteering. But if that's what Peter wants, that's that's mm -hmm. that's what Peter gets. Um, if you do go to our website, ibwalk.com, I posted a picture of myself and. Uh, Ben Carpenter, who was my partner slash president 
and you would get to see what a old-fashioned trading floor looked like. Um, so that might be fun for some of the people to um, to take a look at. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we got a lot of emails. There, I, there was one that it, uh, I think you, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it was the guy, is it Andrew who wrote the thing about the father? I think Kevin. I think Kevin Andrew. Ke okay, Kevin Andrew. Yeah. So, well, anyway, if it's not him, I'm going to take credit for it. Okay. And it goes like this. The tightenings will continue until morale declines. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, you know, I guess they say old men all think they're funny. Yeah. Because yeah. we are. You yeah, know? I agree. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Um, I was uh, channel surfing the other day, and um, you look like I'm amusing you. <laughs> you think I'm a funny guy? I'm glad that you were able to work your way through the remote control, so you're channel surfing. So you've made it past the first few stumbling blocks, okay? So you're working the TV, which is encouraging, okay? Because <laughs> sometimes it goes off the rails before we even get to channel surfing. Well, yeah, like we talked about it last week. We bought, I forget what movie we bought, and then we couldn't find the fucking... Like just just take me to the old folks home. I hope you know I've been nice to my kids because they pick what retirement home you go to. Although I'm going to the villages. No, you're not. Please, you would. <laughs> you would turn. You don't think fast. <laughs> well, I'd like to go there once at least to see it because I hear it's you know. It's Sodom and Gomorrah going on. <laughs> please. Don't, don't get me anyway. going on the decay of American society, please. Um, let's talk about this. You want to talk about the new bull market? <laughs> well, can I finish my story about the channel surfing? Okay, yeah, 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 please. Well, I don't know. We can talk about the bull market. You well, know, the story I, about Peter McGarry said that you missed the top of the Matterhorn because you were, took too long eating your oatmeal in the morning. <laughs> Is that true? Can you we, confirm or deny that you took your sweet time? <laughs> that is a misstatement. We, we, Marty and I shared a room. So this is funny. So you go up and before you begin the climb, you hike up from town and you stay in this thing. I think it's called, it's not the Salve Hut. I forget the name, but it's one of these dormitory kind of things. And so there's a bunch of bunk beds. Yep. And we're sitting at dinner a night or two before, and they're telling me that um, we're going to be sleeping in this room with a bunch of bunk beds. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't sleep in rooms with other guys. And they're going back and forth. It's like, you don't know. You don't understand. That's the only way it works. There's not a four seat, 12,000 feet. Before. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what happens, but Marty gets an email that a two-room suite opens up. There we go. So, so yeah, yeah. So uh, Marty and I get to, to share a bedroom, and we even got tokens to stick in the box to get the hot water. Wow. Yeah. But we oversleep, and by the time, by the time we get to the, the uh, dining room, first of all, all the food is gone. There, it's not like I took too long to eat my oatmeal. There wasn't any oatmeal. Okay, that's number one. Number two, <laughs> you may you may recall on the website the picture of the line yeah. of us. Okay. That's because these fucking Swiss guys are the first ones out. So it's the guides with their clients. We're running late. Okay. I mean, people are already climbing and I haven't had a piece of toast yet. 
I, I walk out. It's like four in the morning. It's pitch black. Supposed it's, to go it, the Wikipedia page says three thirty. Okay, I can yeah. look at me at three thirty. Oh. More shows up at four o'clock. <laughs> so it's funny that I actually got that number right. I mean, it's just it's, I, I, I'm funny that way, right? So I'm standing there in line, thinking. I I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know, dude. More more standing in line. Okay, there's first of all, yeah, that doesn't happen. There's no, like, there's no other instance in life that I can think of where, like, on a 365 day basis, there's nowhere that he's standing. Like, what are you standing in line for? I have no idea. Okay, nothing. <laughs> so here we are standing in line at the Matterhorn at 405, 12,000 feet. <laughs> And you got four hundred euros in front of you. <laughs> well, I don't know how we got from channel surfing All right, go ahead. to the Matterhorn again. But so I see this movie, The Big Short. Okay, and they got this. They they talk about the the housing crisis, right? And they do this story about this guy, Michael Burry, who is a doctor, apparently very bright. I think he's autistic. So they like show him like playing with drumsticks in his office. But they make it out like he's some fucking genius that he figured out the housing crisis was coming. Nobody nobody saw it right total bullshit it's total hollywood. bullshit hollywood we're making a movie here we're making a movie we're not we're not doing this thing movie. is so far this thing's so far from it, it, they can't even say based on a true story but there's a couple of websites one is called and i don't know if they're still there remember this is what 2008 Yep, 15 years. I'm 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 reading a couple of websites and there's one called Calculated Risk and the author is Bill McBride. And he had a friend. I don't recall her real name, but her nickname was Tanta. And Tanta was one of these people, you know, a, a, one of these tenacious women that just freaking dug into everything, mm -hmm. okay? And she was going on and on about these people are getting loans, they're never gonna pay them back. You know, she she mapped the whole, she, she nailed it, okay? And then there's another website that I don't think exists anymore. It was called Maxed Out Mama. And it was another one of these women and but the same thing, the same thing. This thing's falling apart. And um, uh, so we, I go into work and, you know, talking to E.G. and Robbie about it. And now, now we're talking about mortgage securities. We don't trade mortgage securities. We're, we're, you know, we want the tailwind of the primary dealership with the better funding and stuff like that, right? So... Um, <laughs> But they have these things called default swaps, which if you think something's going to default, it's sort of like an option. It, it, it's an option. It, it, we could get into the technical details of it, but that's not accretive to the story. But the point I, I want to make is, this thing was so obvious that it was fucked up. Me and EG had a shit ton of these default swaps to the point that I had some personally, which is why I sent you that is the document mm -hmm. proving that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's so anyway, you look at these guys who made all the money during the the subprime crisis okay well john paulson killed it right genius hasn't made a penny since closed up shop right 
Michael Burry. I I don't I don't know. I you know. Uh, so there's a whole host of these guys, and so I'm wondering why is no one making a movie about us, right? Because <laughs> I think it would be an interesting arc. Well, when you tell the story like that, it's not an interesting arc. I need to know what you know. We, I had a ton of well, them on my own, and I, walk me through well, that. <laughs> well, the 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 arc I'm speaking of, I know. Well, but see the subprime thing. It's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, if you get it away from the technical, I'm sorry. I'm nature, sorry. Good what? It's a good what? It's a good forward. It's a good, uh, good forward. Like you're writing a book, a forward, the forward to the no. book. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I mean, what I mean is the, the subprime story is pretty here. The subprime story is pretty straightforward. That's okay. So we're back on track now. You know, it's like all these financial instruments, there's little glitches here and there you got to deal with, but it, it's not, it's not overly uh, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so these guys uh, make all this money, they get famous. And like I said, you know, you win producer of the year podcast of the year from the American Podcaster Association of America. And um, what I was thinking, because it's all about me, I thought, an interesting arc would be to talk about what the business was like when I started and where it's like when I retired, because the advent of the 386 chip changed the world. And I saw this thing step by step and it was, it was really cool. And I, I think it would be a rather, interesting i would think it would be a rather interesting story um but uh you know i don't i don't i'm not prepared to do that and i don't know how much time we have left but one of, the, uh, one of my favorite movies and i think it's on youtube i want to say it's called floored i want to say the name I'm, I'm gonna look right now but it's a movie about seabot i want to say like late 90s they made the movie and they talk, and it's just basically going from the pit to elect to electronic trading. That's the that's the yeah right yeah of the movie. But there, I've watched it so many times, dude. I every minute of that movie, I, I you and I need to sit down and watch it together because I I pause it and I write you emails and I ask questions. Yeah, it's called Floor, the complete documentary film, and it and they talk to pit traders and they're like, you know, what's gonna happen with the electronic trading? And they're like. Oh, yeah. everyone's going to lose their job. It'll never be this. Yeah. And that guy lost his job. Whereas you lived it and you, what's yeah. the word? Like you, you went with I it. I flourished. Yeah, you flourished. Yeah. You, you went underwent yeah. the same metamorphosis. You were, you went from yeah. analog to digital. There's like, to me, there's no better arc. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that like my generation, I think I'm pretty cool. Like I, I lived pre-internet. Okay. I used to have to call a girl's landline and sp I used to say, speak to her father. Hi, Mr. Sachs. This is Liam Allen. Can I please speak to Maddie? And you'd be like, no, Maddie's doing her homework. Click. And I'd be like, shit, I, it's going to take me three days before I can call that house again. But like I lived in that. And now I live in the digital iPhone era with, you know, we're at yeah. a, but like your arc spans all of that. And you weren't just a like a bystander witness. You were in the trenches. And then you went from being a Trent to a four-star general. So I get Thank trench you. warfare. And then I get lieutenant colonel. And then I get four-star general. And then I get retired. And then I said, I'm going to come back to play. So for me, Florida is a fun hour, little little walk in the candy store. Yeah. But yes, this is this is let me give you a little glimpse. The show. This is the root, the genesis of the show. Okay? Let me give you a little glimpse because you said something that resonated to me analog to digital. Okay. Um, I'm going to be brief because it's almost lunchtime and it's fried chicken steak on Sundays. And I, I hate to, I hate to miss that. Um, so, Somewhere along the line, and um, 
this is one of the reasons when I hear the analysts, especially the Goldman Sachs analysts, complain about how hard they had to work. Okay, so there's this software. You might be familiar with it. It's called Excel. Mm. Okay, well, so for me, Excel was a pad of paper that looked like an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to sit in a room by myself and the guy I worked for wanted analytics. So I would spend eight hours a day looking through the S&P guide, writing down by hand price earnings ratios, dividend yields. Okay. Yeah, and um and then and then you would you would get a this is tell them the best part. You'd get something where you had to add a column, a set of column and numbers, and like now you click and you drag and you hit auto sum. No, that's why I have all these HP 12 C's because I was wearing them out, right? So when the interns are or the, the analysts are complaining, I'm like, you know what? Blow me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I don't care. You yeah. don't know. You don't, you don't know from work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the other thing I want to make mention of, it's funny how think paths cross. Not being an investment professional, you may not have heard of this company. And I don't even know if they still exist. But it is or was called Zach's Investment Research. And their theory was they would get all the analysts' estimates, consolidate them, and then sell them to clients, which in theory makes, makes a lot of sense. But these guys were so cheap, we shared an office. They would come in and make long-distance personal phone calls so they didn't have to. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, can I go a few more minutes? I I'm, I had an extra cup of coffee. I got, I got a bunch more stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so they got this movie coming out, Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. about this the atomic bomb. My man, and, my man, Killian, Killian is this. Is yeah. This. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so one of my interests was this process of how they of how they did it and it's it was fascinating uh so i'm gonna go see the movie uh with uncle mark mm -hmm. and uh cheryl mm -hmm. um but what i wanted to point out and i don't know how many people know this but the new yorker did an article and i know this is true okay there was a guy who was a long distance truck driver. I don't think he went to college. Okay. He has no training at all. Okay. He was able to go to different places and you can go on to Amazon and he put together a book on how to build an atom bomb. Yikes. So, so the, the best part about this thing to me, first of all. Yeah. Morris dropped his earbud. <laughs> He's back. In uh, my ear. I call for the nurse. <laughs> um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, this is fucked up. <laughs> Give me a second. No, you're back on. You're live. You're back on. Okay. So, um, on Amazon. What were we talking? Is yeah. So, so the guy. I'm sorry. Did you get in trouble for this? <laughs> no, I bought a copy. <laughs> I bought a copy, and to tell you, <laughs> Dude, you can tell. Talk. He typed it up. He took it to Kinko's, and I have this book with a thank you note written from the guy. It's a spiral book with 
precise me- measurements on how to build a, an atomic bomb. Now, now, let me tell you something. This is a government operation. This is a fishing operation to see who, what kind of idiot out there is going to build an atomic bomb. They get a list of 40 people that bought this book. Guess who's number one on the list? <laughs> You're lucky the, the helicopter hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> You're gonna buy books well, and atomic bombs. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, well, hey, you know. Of um, course you're gonna go uh, see Oppenheimer. Of course you I'm surprised yeah. you haven't seen it yet. So, I, I guess what I'd like to close with. Okay. You got a guy driving a truck. He figures out how to build an atomic bomb. What geniuses are over in the Middle East <laughs> and they can't figure out how to build a fucking thing? Can we not, can Which we is not what? With them before we get off the show. <laughs> right. I mean, the problem is the you know, the list of Nobel Prize winners from that part of the world is is Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, what else you got? <laughs> what else? Did what, the, else? what else is the post? I, don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't... you want to talk about our auction? You know, no, let's oh, okay. let's you and I, no, no, because let I talked to Ted Shaker about it and he gave me some ideas, and I think. We've been going about it the wrong way, so I I think we need to more to come. We're going to have an auction. Mm-hmm. It's going to raise, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and it's going to be lunch in my house. Mm-hmm. But the precise details are are yet to be worked out. So, um, other than that, I only have fifteen or twenty things we can talk about. But I I'm I'm a I'm. Give me the give me the good ones. Come on, I'll say yes or no. Just fire them off. The last thing I'll say, if you like the if you like the atomic bomb stuff, there's a book called Command and Control, which is about a nuclear missile um, disaster in the United States. And they go through the whole thing. And number one, it's fascinating. Number two, it's a museum. I've been to two or three times out in Arizona. And now my sister, who is one of these worlds coming to an end, peak oil, like I took her to this thing. And so it's it's the room. This is the room with the key. And of course, it's you know, quasi pretend functional, right? So there's the key and they, they pick someone to turn the key and it's my sister. So the guy, the, I guess they're called docents, you know, the tour leader. Mm -hmm. So the docent does the countdown three, two, one. He turns the key. Amy turns the key. The whole fucking place goes up and bells and whistles and alarms and because that you know that's how the whole thing was set up but the best part of the story is my sister turns and looks at me she has the biggest smile on her face i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) now this is a woman who's devoted her life to public service and her biggest thrill is thinking she just started World War Three. Lit up like a candle. It's great. I don't know. Um, I, 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 I yeah. Say, I do want to say you talk about a nuclear disaster in America. I do because it's been bothering me all week. Is is Vermont? Vermont got rocked. Um, it might you might not have seen it, but and you know Vermont holds a very special place in my heart. I try to take my my daughter and my my son up there whenever I can, winter, spring, summer. And they got, dude, they got like eight inches of rain. They're like the, f- the farm yeah. destroyed. And that's a state that lives off of tourism. And like, you can't get up there. You, you, all you can, I don't even know how to help. I'll find out like the good way to help. Um, but like, we have a favorite hotel that we go to. So you buy a, you know, you buy a gift card. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. 
and it's nothing of their fault, but they just got absolutely crushed. And like when things like that happen to Florida, I don't give a shit. That's part of living in Florida. I really <laughs> If you get inundated by eight inches of water, it's going to happen in Florida. You knew it was coming. Okay. If it happens, well, you knew, you knew it was coming when Cat. You knew it was coming with Kelly Wood. Exactly. Exactly. I have zero sympathy. Okay. I could, I don't give a shit about them, but like Vermont, I really do. I really, they got rocked. Okay. And they don't deserve that. I really, I'm, I also, I have no problem saying that Florida deserves it. Vermont doesn't. Okay. It, it's just, I feel sick for them in that state and it's a special place for me. And I've, I've, whatever it is, however it comes up, I'll find out how you can give some money to Vermont um, because I know there's people in the Northeast that listen to the show and I'm sure there's people that feel the same way about it. So I just wanted to say that if there's, if there's one little thing I could do, it's just to raise a little bit of awareness for that state that got crushed. Um, but other than that, um, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure as always, my friend. Um, that was fun. By the way, I stayed up and watched the whole concert last night. I and, didn't go to bed till like and? 12, 20. Were you happy? I'm sorry. Were you happy with it? <laughs> Oh, they crushed it. Okay, good. All right. Okay. Take care. I'll see All you right, next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Morris. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>